Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. Julie, we're going to finish up the points we started yesterday. And the points we started yesterday were called... The seven Ps for 2021. And what are the seven Ps? That stands for proper previous planning prevents pitifully poor performance. In other words, these are seven points to get you ready to rumble. It's, I mean, a lot of this I was hoping they had been done with already, and we're just making sure that you launch into first quarter, because if you don't have a great first quarter, you start to really feel behind and it's harder to catch up. That's true. And I remember very clearly when we were in the real estate business, after our first year rolling into our second year, so our, and I'll never forget this, how much stress I felt that rolling into the second year. And then it was, it took me probably, a, you know, another year or so to realize that you have to start your following year really at the end of third quarter of the previous year. In other words, your 2021 effectively should have started October 31st of 2020. Now, if you didn't start your new year then, and I mean that by preparing and getting your business plan done and getting your office cleared out and getting your dry erase boards on the board, you know, all those things that we've been helping you to do over the last three or four months. If you just started listening to us today, you can still catch up, but just, you know, listen to your uh, old friend, Tim and Julie. Do not delay. Get all these things done as fast as you possibly can so that you are not essentially getting ready to get started in another 30 days. Um, as we've been preparing you, there is going to be no uh, delay in the start of this year. Normally, when you start a new year, depending on your market, of course, you're going to have a little bit of a slower January, then Jan February picks up, and then you know the spring market's here and people get busy again. Well, guess what? The spring market already started. There's no delay. So make sure you're completely drilled down. And like I said, if you're listening to us for the first time, we're picking up thousands of listeners every day, um, catch up. Give yourself maybe three or four days to get your real estate treasure map done and in the within the real estate treasure map we do include this right telling them how to prepare their office yes dry erase oh, yeah. boards. okay so in the real estate treasure map make sure you're following the instructions on how to prepare your office dry erase boards how to get your business plan done all that stuff and we give you the real estate treasure map for free all you have to do is text the number 2021 to 855-685-1045 text 2021 to 855-685-1045 and we'll text you back a link to download the real estate treasure map and it's then printed out. I think it's like 65 pages. It's a very comprehensive plan and there's a psychological benefit from you know doing something that actually takes uh, some time and effort to complete. You're going to take it seriously and it's not just going to become another archival document in your desk of uh, you know wonderments and bizarreties. Yes. Okay. And it is uh, very personal to you, which in some of your cases might be wonderful <laughs> and bizarreties, but true. at least it's yours, right? Right. So, so you had a yeah. story you wanted okay, to share. Yes. Before we get our last three points here. All right. So this is coming from an elite coaching client. Those are our one-on-one -on -one clients uh, in Chicago. Okay. Now, many of our listeners will not have a clue what we're talking about because this has not been around the market for a very long time. Okay. And that is the acceptance of a home sale contingency with an escape clause. And in some markets, it's called a bump clause 
or an out clause, things like that, right? So what in the world is that? First of all, is it why would you ever accept a home sale contingency? Well, the story begins with our coaching client prospecting expireds. And he took a very nice uh, $500,000 plus expired, which is more than his average sale price has been historically, took the expired, but this expired had been on the market more than about 750 days. Let me jump in here. It's worth noting that the best expireds are sometimes the oldest expireds um, in the system. And there are uh, specific companies that will go and get into your MLS and they'll check the listing status of old expireds and of course new expireds. They'll find phone numbers for you. All that information Premier Coaching Students is on our website. And um, there's three companies that we always suggest. And so, and I believe we also have a discount link on the website for Premier Coaching members. So make sure you are, um, when you're hunting expired, save yourself the effort of doing it yourself manually. It's basically impossible to do manually anymore. When Julie and I were selling real estate, it was a pain in the butt, but now it's just a colossal pain in the butt because yeah. everyone's gone to cell phones. Mm -hmm. And so when you're trying to research the seller's phone number, there is no more white pages, right? I mean, I even laugh saying that. So these services, a lot of them, what they'll do is they'll go and they'll send you the seller's cell phone numbers, which then um, makes it so you can call that seller and you can obviously then talk to them about getting their house listed. And a little, you know, again, I'm going to repeat this. The uh, secret sauce with working expireds is sometimes working the oldest expireds first, and these services will then go and check to see if those listings are, you know, if they basically relisted so you're not calling a house that's sold. Ultimately, this is a, and probably the best source for listing leads in a market like this, especially the older expireds. Yes. So here's the thing. A lot of the agents that have come up over the past, you know, 10 or 12 years, their mindset is, well, God, you know, if somebody couldn't sell it after 750 days, why would I want to list it? Right? Well, here's the thing. When you see sellers repeatedly relist, don't you think they're pretty motivated? They haven't but given up. Even if they hadn't uh, previously relisted over and mm -hmm. over again, I'm not going to take you too far off your story sure. because I know it's about someone who relisted, obviously. You're yeah. working us into that. Right. But even if they hadn't relisted, maybe the first time they had it listed six months a year ago, maybe even two years ago, maybe they weren't as motivated as they are now. Exactly. You, you see that a lot with downsizers, for example. They're going to test the market and all the rest of it. Now, the easy button for any sort of expired listing is to assume it did not sell because it was overpriced and Guess what? Price does cure location and condition issues. But sometimes what you'll discover is that the fact that the house didn't uh, sell isn't because of price or was because of price six months or a year ago, but now it's actually priced accordingly. And this, if you were to tell the seller that, that's going to be an easy listing for you. Um, and again, why did the seller overprice before? Maybe they just had unrealistic expectations. Maybe it was their ego, but maybe it's because they owed too much on the house and they frankly couldn't afford to sell without uh, losing money or writing a check to get rid of it. Now the house is probably inflated or appreciated in value and you are going to be the person that's going to get to call them and tell them the good news and then guess what will happen? You'll get the listing. Yes, that's right. So, you know, even our prospecting client was a little bit, you know, a little skeptical because this house didn't sell right away like some of his other inventory had. And of course, in the back of his mind, 750 days plus. <laughs> just keep talking. It's fine. Does that work? Julie, okay, no, no, you sorry. can put this back on. Julie's mic just nuked. How did you do that? I have no idea. I wasn't even touching it. You, you have this habit of killing your mics. I know. I think they're intimidated by you. They must be. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so so in the back of his mind, he's thinking, well, gosh, you know, this didn't sell right away. It still seems a little bit overpriced. I'm not getting tons of showings. And then I think it's been maybe 90 days we had to get through the holidays. And finally, we get an offer. But it's contingent on home sale. Now, 
From the other side of the uh, perspective, the buyer's agent, okay, if you've got people who have to be contingent on home sale, you are more likely to get that through on something that's been around a while, that right. doesn't have multiple offers, that maybe is a notch overpriced, okay? So this is actually working out really well for the buyer side as well, because they've been frustrated, haven't been able to get it in contract before because of the home sale, right? Okay, so... Now that leads us to what is an escape clause, okay? Because now we're thinking, let's switch back to the seller side. Well, I mean, I've got some risk if I accept, uh, I'm in contract, but the buyer's got to sell their house first, all right? So you put a time frame on that. In this case, I think we gave them maybe 90 days or a little bit less, all right? And here's how that goes. Accepted, and this is, this is typical language, but most of you have this baked into your contracts now. Uh, or your board has a specific form for this type of thing. Now, when we were doing it, we didn't have that. We had to write all of this out. So basically, you're you're accepting, I'm the seller, I'm accepting your home sale contingency. However, seller reserves the right to continue to market the property. It'll be in the MLS as contingent, okay, sold but contingent. The other agents can look up what's the contingency. It's a home sale. And then, it, it, so I know if I'm showing it that I I'm, have to get rid of that first buyer first, but here's how that works. So the seller is going to continue to market and should the seller get a an equal or better offer which is not contingent on home sale then the first buyer has 72 hours to remove their home sale contingency and proceed to close within 30 days or 45 days okay now that so so our agent's question was and actually his seller's question was if i get a better offer I can't just get rid of buyer number one no basically buyer number one has a uh, first right of refusal because assuming that they remove the home sale contingency and if they don't they have the option to become a backup you know so now they switch positions or go buy something else so a special note for all of you guys in exp realty you do have an iBuyer portal that you can also be introducing to this conversation that would give that set you know your seller a plan b if the house doesn't sell in time if maybe they were to receive uh, essentially you know let's say following julie's scenario the house they want to buy, the seller accepts a home sale, but then all of a sudden they receive another offer from another you know buyer, and then your seller has or your seller forward slash buyer has 72 hours to remove their home sale. If you are an EXP agent, you can then introduce them to the iBuyer portal, which obviously is going to uh, ask them to sell the house at a discount, and maybe the math works or maybe it doesn't work. But the simple fact is, it's an option. So EXP agents, make sure you're becoming certified to work with uh, the iBuyer portal inside Express Offers. Express right? offers right inside eXp Realty. And if those of you are uh, ready to become eXp agents, yes, Julie and I are with eXp. And yes, we'd love to sponsor you into eXp. If you want to be um, personally sponsored by Julie and I, just text us directly at 512-758-0206. Sponsor, uh, text me directly at 512-758-0206. Okay, so now we have a happier seller because at least they're in contract. And we have a happier buyer because they've gotten their home sale contingency accepted. Now, here's the thing that people get screwed up on, because this has not been a very common thing lately. So what about, what's the 72 hours, right? It doesn't mean that you have to close within 72 hours. You have to remove your home sale contingency within 72 hours, right? Now, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you've only got 72 hours to make a decision. When you go on contract like that as a buyer, you know that that could happen, so if you know that maybe you could go ahead and proceed with your financing and sell your old house later, you're going to be getting your loan done, right? We even saw this case where if they got bumped by a better offer, they'd cash out a 401k and pay cash and then you know refurbish the cash when their old house sold. 
or they'd borrow from bank of mom and dad, or they would just actually close. Maybe they preferred not to close and keep the home sale, but when pressed, they were able to. Well, you right. You and I talked about this the other day, mm-hmm. that some of these guys, because the interest rates are so low, can actually qualify for both payments. That's right. They're just choosing not to, right. because and, it's more comfortable for them right now not to. And again, I, I don't want this for any of you guys, because it'll cost you a transaction, but it might make sense if the seller can close without the sale of their current home, and if the current home is uh, you know holding up you getting a closing and whatever it is that they want to buy, the move might be uh, to lease that current property, put a 12-month lease on it or a six-month lease on it, and then you keep the listing, you keep the relationship, you can help them purchase the house that they want to you know, buy, you get paid on that transaction, and then in six months, however long the lease is, when you lease their current property or 12 months, you get that listing again. And I got news for you, you're going to need money in six or 12 months. So think yep. creatively, think out of the box. It's also possible that the old house might even be worth more given how things in are going, In six or 12 right? months, yeah. So, don't, so here's the mistake or the coaching on this. I would say, don't assume that when you're in that situation where they have to buy and sell at the same time, that they can't or won't afford it, okay? Because sometimes agents use their own brains like, God, I would never do that, right? Right. Don't assume, especially with really low interest rates. I've never seen in all of our selling career or all of our coaching career, so many instances of buying first and selling second. And it's because rates are low and because you're kind of rolling the dice and probably you're right that the old house is going to sell fairly quickly anyway. Well, living in a house while it's for sale is terrible. Yeah, and that stinks too. So (laughs) move first. We always move first. Right, but Julie just made a really good point. Did it get by you guys? Don't assume, don't put your... I don't even know what they'd be. Financial standards or financial comfort thresholds on your clients. Give them all options and let them choose. You don't know what their financial situation is. Don't assume they're going to be as risk averse as you are. And the flip side is also true. So keep these things in mind. And I wrote down as Julie was talking, and you'll like this topic. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we shouldn't have. Uh, we should talk about ASAP. We talk about this like every six months in one rendition or another. Seven secrets to get your uh, purchase contracts accepted. Yes. So we need I to like go that. through there and create different scenarios for these. For Sure. have survival techniques. It's not just about price, right? So, you know, and there's lots of assumptions where we talk about money. I had another case where uh, one of our agents took an expired and to price it right made the seller basically break even, but maybe upside down by like 10 grand when you used all the title insurance and taxes sure. and commissions. And so agents have this tendency, especially our agents that didn't actually live through other types of markets, to assume, oh my God, it's a short sale now. Instead of doing a net sheet and showing the seller what the numbers are and just asking, what does this do to your plans? Right. Because a lot of sellers will actually write a check to get rid of the house. Julie guy, Julie just dropped another knowledge bomb on you guys. Did you hear what she said? Show them a net sheet. What does this do to your plans? Or show them the net sheet. Without your opinion attached. Right. And just keep your yap shut and just make sure they understand the numbers and see what they say. You don't know what their financial situation is. And they might surprise you on the upside. So that's really important. Do not, and Julie said another thing there was really important. Do not assume that the most important thing to either your sellers or the buyer, by the way, is the price. And this is... A Again, not something that really computes with most agents' minds. It, you're going to assume that most sellers think that the you know most important thing from a transaction is the highest price or the greatest net, and very rarely is that actually true. They will put you know comfort and convenience and hassle-free mm-hmm. and you know less stress. They will absolutely uh, do that over you know choose those options over the over the net. You'll have investors and people like that that will focus on the net. 
So when you're thinking about will real estate agents be relevant in the future, the answer is of course, because as long as we can remove as much stress as possible from the transaction and make the whole uh, process as smooth and stress-free as possible, they're going to be willing to pay us for that service, just like every other service professional. But those of you who haven't mastered the skills of unburdening your sellers and your buyers for that matter, you're the ones that are going to basically be struggling. All the rest of the agents who understand that that is oftentimes the highest and greatest use that you have in a transaction transaction is making it so the seller doesn't have to experience undue stress. You're the ones that are going to survive and thrive no matter what happens in the future with regards to tech companies. Would yes. you like to go through these last points, my dear? <laughs> yes. And that was, a good, that was a good Julie rant, by the way. Well, you know, I, I tried to save them from some of the painful mistakes that we had to learn by yeah, back or, when there was no coaching. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> and since, you know, you and I have basically been coaching for a heck of a lot longer than we ever sold real estate, we've had, I don't even know how many personal coaching calls. I, I'm sure our coaching business has had over a million at least mm-hmm. coaching calls. So listen, uh, don't forget, download your real estate treasure map, your fill-in-the-blank business plan. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. Mrs. Right. Harris, the next three points. Point number five. Okay, this is setting you yourself up for success. This goes to proper previous planning. Point number five, have, and more importantly, use, your ideal daily schedule that includes daily minimum standards. This is all included in the treasure map as well as Harris rules. Basic daily schedule with minimum standards. Things like absolute furiously fast lead follow-up. Don't end the day without following up on your leads. Schedule it in. Things like lead generation before noon with your goal being setting a new appointment, a new pre-qualified appointment before noon. We're not talking about scheduling yourself from 8 until, you know, 8, 10 in the morning. It's in the treasure map, It's right? in the treasure map. Right. You don't need it. Julie no. and I, the problem with Julie is about to start talking about the schedule, and we talk about those so frequently, especially in the morning schedule, that's really critical, that we would have talked nonstop for the next five hours. Yeah. So just get Exactly. There. So get the real All estate right. treasure map. We've given you yes. the ideal schedule. It's in there. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. Point number six. Sace. And these last two points are the easier and more fun. So point number six, let's say it's 2021, December 31st, and you're looking back. What will you be most proud of? And point number seven, your homework, post your answers in the private Facebook group if you're a member. If not, become a member. What is the the most that you're proud of? What did you accomplish this year? Where looking back, you can say, you know what? I rocked that. And if you don't have an answer, you better get to work on the treasure map. Well, the way I like to pose that, and it's fun with coaching clients, right? I say, so Julie. Yes. So it's, uh, well, it's actually a perfect time of year. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be, well, <laughs> this is funny because we will be. Yeah. So we're going to be sitting on the beach, <laughs> right. right? And no, just remember, uh, you know what? I'll make it less personal. So Bob, I know there's a Bob out there listening. <laughs> there has to be a Bob. So Bob, I've got Let's a question try. for you. You've flown down to Puerto Rico. You're sitting on Julie and I's beach. What's well, not our beach technically, but you know what I'm saying. And I ask you this question. Bob, what are the three things you're most proud of having accomplished in the last 12 months? And they cannot be amoebas things. Worked on this, did this, whatever. It has to be things you actually accomplished. Things that actually were completed or at least basically are in process of being completed, but they cannot be amoebas. They have to be clear. Lost 20 pounds, you know, took 20 listings, that, those types Maintained of things. Maintained my magic number of listings. Exactly. You know, at least 10 out of 12 months of the year. No, no one like improving or things like Working that. Working on, you're, tweaking. We don't do that. So the question is, is, Bob, what were the three things you're most proud of? And when asking those questions to uh, folks, I often find that they don't have three very distinct things. They always get the ing thing, like in the process of – 
which the, frankly, a lot of the biggest goals in life are a in the process of type scenario because they take a longer time to, uh, to complete. But here's the question I have for all of you guys. What are those three things? And if you don't have real drilled down specific things that you're really proud of having accomplished, some of you do, most of you do, um, then the next question I have for you is what are the three things that you're going to be most proud of having accomplished 12 months from now? So we're back on the beach. It's a year from now. And I ask you that same question. You know, I was going to ask you, you're prepared to give me an answer because you knew you weren't, you know, the first time I asked you a year prior. So what are the, what are the three answers going to be? You need to be thinking about that. And here's the little magic in all of this. If all you do is accomplish maybe three to five things at a very high level in 2021, you'll have had a kick-ass year because most people don't accomplish jack. What they do is they mm -hmm. just go to a zone where they're comforted and com comfortable and complacent. And they sort of try to, you know, hope and pray that what they were doing before continues to work. And, you know, they try not to get any heavier, but they get heavier. They mm -hmm. try not to, you know, all these yeah. trying things, no real clear defined well, that's goals. that's a dream, not a goal. That's right, the difference. Exactly. Goals are measurable, specific, time-dependent, you know, and posted. You're, you're serious when you're looking at it every day. It's one of the reasons why we went over the whiteboards earlier this week on our podcast, because if it's out of sight, out of mind, you're not going to do it. And it's the reason I'm yeah. posting on our Instagram page, you and I work, you and I working out all day. I mean, not all day, but we all work out for Sometimes an hour a day, feels like it. Sometimes 90 minutes a day. And we yeah. do it every single day. Yep. And I cannot tell you, I do, I honestly do not remember, remember a single time that I wanted to do it. Nope. Every single time we go to the gym, and maybe you can tell mostly on Julie's face when she's doing her, <laughs> you know, her yeah. squats. You know, she did some yesterday uh, for where she's carrying a seventy-pound weight. That was pretty impressive. But listen, um, we're there. We're doing it with you. We are knowing it, what we're asking you to do. We're practicing what we preach. So do please take this seriously. What are the three to five things when I ask you this time next year that you're most proud of having accomplished? That's how you actually move the ball down the field. Last point, Mrs. Harris. That was the last point. Post your oh. answers on the Facebook group for Got our it. members. If you're a member, we love to hear your answers. And as Tim said, if you don't have answers yet, that's why we asked you right now so you can prepare and you can actually give it more thought. Yes. So I know you have to run. Yes. You do. Julie has to get to a Zoom meeting. So here's the bottom line, guys. Take massive action. If And I, I've been saying this so repetitively, it's almost it almost feels a little bit trite. But here's a really bottom line how we feel. Um, so if you've ever really wondered what it felt like to be in the right place at the right time, if you felt like you know, let's just speak to maybe people that are thinking that their best days are behind them. And maybe you wouldn't consciously say it that way, but by the way you look and the, act, the way you act and how you dress and how you carry yourself and the thoughts you have, maybe you're actually starting to hang up your spurs, right? You're actually believing that your best days are behind you. And maybe if you're being introspective, you're going to realize that if you looked in the mirror and you were actually looking at yourself as if you were a stranger looking at back, that you might see that that person still has potential. You would see, by the way, that that person still has dreams. The question is, is whether or not you're going to re-engage yourself. So I did an interview, what was it, um, two weeks ago, I think, or three, no, you know, it's probably a solid month ago with uh, Gene Frederick. And you guys need to listen to that. The feedback we got on that was phenomenal. It was probably one of our most listened to podcasts in probably the last 12 months. And one of the things that we constantly heard back were all the folks that really appreciated the fact that Gene found his greatest success in life when he, at a point where most people would have essentially not even tried. He was uh, almost 60 and he re-engaged in life and in business at a higher level than he had before. And the results he got were absolutely and are still getting are absolutely extraordinary. I want you to go back and listen to that podcast if you're looking for inspiration. Now, you guys who are younger, here's the problem you've got. You think you've got time. 
And, by, and you do have time, hopefully, right? But you think you have time. You think that if you don't drill down now, you could drill down tomorrow. Well, everyone listening to me right now who's, you know, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s, and 80s, they all thought the exact same thing. And I promise you, if I were to ask them, what's the one thing they wish they would have done sooner? And I'll tell you what the answer is in their own versions of however they would answer. They would have taken what we're saying on this podcast and in our book and in our coaching uh, more seriously, and they would have drilled down. They would have done a lot of things differently. They would have focused on all the skill-based things that we teach. They would have focused on being of service to other people or at least having that mindset. They would have focused on accumulating more wealth. They would have focused on the things that you will wish you would have done when you're older. Remember when I was talking about talking with the uh, mythical Bob, right? Bob, what are the things you're most proud of having accomplished in the last 12 months? Bob probably is going to have some sort of answer, but not a very drilled down answer. Then I would you know, challenge all of you, right? Your own internal Bob. How do you drill down the answer for when I ask you that question 12 months from now? What are the three to five things that you absolutely slayed? You kicked the butt of these three to five things. I'll give you a good one that I would love for all of you guys to experience. You filled out your treasure map. You knew what your real estate magic number was. And let's say it was you know six listings at all times. And let's say you've never taken a listing before. You signed up for the coaching program. You learned how to you know proactively lead generate. You got your pre-listing pack done. You learned how to be a you know competitive listing agent. You weren't just waiting for your phone to ring anymore. You know you could proactively go out and get listings when you chose to get listings. Maybe it takes you 60, 90, 120 days to work up to your real estate magic number of listings. But then what comes from that is the absolute freedom. That's the very reason you truly got into real estate originally. Now here's a little, I'm gonna you know drill down on that. How many of you got into real estate at, and started your own business with the intent of making money? All of you. How many of you got into real estate with the intent of making a lot of money? All of you. How many of you got into real estate with the intent of being your own boss and creating something that you're proud of, a business that you essentially built from the ground up, essentially living the American dream? Oh, I know the answer. All of you. And yet what happened? Now you're in real estate. Some of you've been in real estate for years. What happened? What happened to those initial, you know, those initial motivations, those initial dreams, those initial drivers that got you into the industry? You allowed your dreams to be co-opted by other people. By co-opted, I don't mean, you know, commission. I mean, you allowed your dreams to essentially, you set them aside in favor of what other people wanted for you, didn't you? You did. All of a sudden, people started saying, you need to have your own brand. You need to have your own logo. You need to be an influencer. You need to create a bunch of videos. You, look, all those things have value, no doubt. All those things uh, are, you know, I'm not going to say necessary, but they're nice tchotchkes to have in your business, no doubt. If you are running any kind of business other than real estate, those things might be more important, right? Matter of fact, if you're selling like a business where you're selling, you know, clothes or you're selling, you know, dog bowls or whatever, those types of things are great. But when you're selling real estate, when you can go directly after listing leads and you can learn with skills how to actually go out there and list sellers, and then with the seller listings, you can create consistency in your cash flow, consistency in your deal flow, consistency in your lead flow. You can skip all that other Mickey Mouse. You can go right to the payday, can't you? That's what we want for all of you. That's what we teach you to do in our coaching program. That's what makes us so different. We don't want you to have to go through all the needless pain and suffering that could basically run you out of the business just to finally realize what we're telling you is true. The older version of you is going to thank the younger version of you if you listen to what we're saying and you take action on it now. Become a listing agent. Everything you want and all the reasons you got into this real estate business is because is you will find on the other side of being a listing agent. 
Again, all the other things are interesting. I like that stuff too. I personally find, you know, like um, there's, you know, Clubhouse app. I think that's really cool. But you join Clubhouse. You think it's cool too. And now you're wasting all your time on Clubhouse where you could have, you know, trying to figure out how to generate seller leads or any leads whatsoever. Then you're going to go to a Facebook lead generation thing. Then you're going to learn how to do your funnels. Then someone's going to tell you no one's going to do business with you until you have a brand. Then you're going to believe that. Then you're going to start doing direct mail postcards. They're not going to work. And then you're going to, you know, call up the postcard place and they're going to tell you, well, you have to do them again for, you have to, you know, do them for another two, three years. You haven't waited long enough. You haven't wasted a lot of enough money. It takes a long time to create a brand, blah, 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 blah. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. Whereas you could have just taken the time to learn the skills to become a powerful listing agent. Once you have those skills, they cannot take them away. Once you have those skills, you don't have to stay in the town you're in. You can move. You can work in multiple real estate markets. You can work in different parts of the country. And these are the skills that we teach you in our coaching program. This is the reason why so many agents, thousands of agents are paying attention to what we have to say because they are tired of the Mickey Mouse, the hamster wheel of shiny objects. They want to have an actual solution. They want to own a business that they're proud of and they want to have a life of their dreams that comes on the other side of learning how to be a true professional, learning how to be a listing agent, learning how to you know be of service to other people and learning how to have a real profit in their business. That's what we do. Please consider engaging us as your coach. If you've not yet downloaded your real estate treasure map, please do so by simply texting 2021 to 855-685-1045. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. And when you do, we're going to text you back um, our the fill-in-the-blank real estate treasure map. And the fill-in-the-blank real estate treasure map is it's a big treasure map. It's a big fill-in-the-blank project. It's going to take you a while. But when you're done with it, you're going to feel a sense of clarity. You're going to have a big sigh of relief. And then you're going to have an actual step-by-step plan that's built around your goals, your ambitions, your hopes, your dreams, what's best for you. You're not waiting around for someone else to define what success should mean. You defined it for yourself. Isn't that the reason you got into this business? Yes, it is. <laughs> right? So text 2021 to 855-685-1045. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.